The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hey, welcome in, guys, to the Hoop Ball presentation. This is the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast. You can follow us on Twitter for your show drops and updates. I am the host, Patrick Lounsbury, Celtics enthusiast. You can find me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S for anything Celtics related. You can also follow the show at Hoop Ball Celtics. All right, Tatum Smart helped the Celtics bounce back against the Bucks in a second matchup in three days for a 122-114 to victory. I'll break down the bad first to get it out the way before we jump into some of the real good stuff I saw tonight. And we'll finish out with some final thoughts, which will include some Time Lord start and how he did in his first start of the season. We'll also take a look at some of the incoming guys, and I'll give you guys a little sneak peek I want to look forward to tomorrow. All right, jumping into some of the bad things we saw. Um, despite, uh, there wasn't much in this game as far as I saw that was bad. The perimeter defense in the beginning seemed a little janky as usual as far as not being pressed up, but they they really picked it up and started to play a little bit with more emphasis on, on getting out to the shooters. So that was a really good uh, step in the right direction for them tonight. Um. Taco Fall got some minutes pretty early on. They didn't go uh, very well, so he kind of was, like, taken out of the rotation eventually. Yeah, he had a, a, some very strange issue of being able to secure rebounds, even though he's 7-5. Taco Fall got eight minutes and got one rebound in those eight minutes. It's safe to say that Taco Fall, as far as his development process is going in the NBA, he's quite a stretch away from being something uh, of even a role player, uh, let alone something more significant uh, other than a role player. So yeah, in the first quarter, he was he was really struggling keeping the Bucks off the offensive glass. Uh, Brooke Lopez had a lot of moments where he got extra opportunities for the Bucks, and they made the Celtics pay. There was one possession alone. That Taco Fall was in on, and I think the Bucks ended up getting three or four offensive rebounds in that possession. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And I think it was just more of a, you know, you had Robert Williams starting, and, and you had to find those minutes somewhere because the Celtics had just traded Daniel Tice, and they they were really thin at the Celt- at the center position with uh, Tristan Thompson also still out due to protocols, safety protocols. So um, just, a, just a little struggling from Taco Fall. Didn't work out. Only played eight minutes. So Grant Williams ended up getting a lot of play time. 30, 31 minutes, actually. He had more minutes than Jalen Brown and Robert Williams. So whew, he had the same amount of minutes played as Kevin Walker tonight. Grant Williams had gotten a good chunk of run. He was pretty good tonight as well. Also thought... Most of the bad stuff that happened for the Celtics tonight came in the first half of the game. Final mids of that first quarter, Boston began to struggle with possessions. Uh, they, they started to get a little lazy with their passes, started turning on the ball, stopped playing in the flow of the offense, really showed, and the turnovers just started to pile on. Ended up Bucks getting a lot of easy transition buckets. Boston's been known in the past just to kind of have struggled with the possessions sometimes, and 
something that they needed to clean up. The rest of the game, they really did clean up a lot better. Um, also, Middleton, man, uh, I, I swear, they need like a nickname for Middleton when he comes and plays the Celtics. I, I call him the Reaper because the dude just loves to play Boston and shows out. Like, he destroys us. He slaughters the Celtics. Every time he steps on the court and he sees Celtic green out there, he's just like, oh, yeah, tonight's the night. He has four or five from three and seven of 11 from the field and 19 points. He only played 29 minutes. He, he did happen to sustain some type of injury. Um, in that, in about the third quarter, he went uh, to the locker room, got checked out, hopped back on the bike, and jumped back into the game. But by then, Boston had already really took control of the game and the pace of, of how the things were kind of turning out. But as far as the bag go, I mean, other than the taco minutes and and really the first half was, was pretty bad, Aaron Neesmith... Had a, a bad shooting night. I guess you can you can kind of put him in in the bad section where he, he was over four from the field, over three from deep, but he, he did have some some good things we'll get into as well. Jumping into the good things, which there is a lot of, I will undoubtedly say, Tatum's aggression early on. Tatum came out and was just like, "I'm gonna be the man today." He took the initiative. He was like, "I'm the star." I'm. He, he was the best player on the court tonight, and that includes with Giannis on the court. So just good good stuff from um, Tatum coming out strong. I thought he, he did a good job of mixing up his moves, was getting into the post, was getting into the mid-range, was hitting his shots from deep, had his bag going, man. He had a... Um, he, he just couldn't miss, it seemed like, tonight. He had a total of 13 of uh, 18 of his field goals made, 4 of 7 from deep, 34 points, had 7 assists, led the team in assists. So while being just in his bag tonight, he was able to lead the team in assists and, and really get everybody else involved. I, I just love seeing those assist numbers tick up. They had 27 as a team tonight. Uh, whenever they have more than 24, Boston seems to really have a good chance of winning the game. So that's just a note, you know, um, keep the ball moving. I think they really bought into the offense. I, I really felt going into this game that there was going to be kind of like that. We got past the trade deadline situation. No more worrying. We Now we know the team that we have and, and we're going to move forward from here type of situation. So I thought the Celtics did a really good job of coming out and just just playing basketball, getting back to uh, just trying to create some good habits. Also, uh, thought defensively they locked in after you know really looking shaky in the perimeter. They were starting to finally get out onto people, putting good pressure, really making them feel them, um, making people work for their shots. Get it, even if like a shooter doesn't even have the ball, like when you're standing more closely to them and they're moving off the ball, just be in the way. Make them work harder to get to the spot that they got to get to to get open or, or whatever, you know, or they got to run through a screen, make them run harder, run, make them run wider. Just the little things that alter a shooter. Don't let them get in rhythm. Don't make it too easy. As soon as you make it too easy and it starts feeling like practice, and that's when the shots just start falling. And and the Bucks did shoot pretty well from three. They shot 19 of 47, which is still good enough for 40%. However, the Celtics were able to counter with 46% on their end. So just just a good job of, of just out shooting the Bucks tonight. Walker also had a very strong first quarter. He had 10 points on 3 of 5 from the field. Uh, led the charge. When, when Walker really starts to play well, 
I think the Boston Celtics are, are really in a good situation because he, he's really good at controlling pace. And so when the person who's scoring is also controlling the pace, he's doing it in a very efficient way. And it, it just feels like he's controlling the game and, and really putting Boston in really good stretches. Um, him and him Tatum just really kind of took over in the very beginning. Neesmith also had such good energy when he entering entering the games in general this season, and that was no different from tonight. That's something the the fans can really appreciate and get behind. Uh, it's something that we've all fell in love as far as Marcus Smart's game goes. Is when even when Marcus Smart's not having a good shooting night, we understand his impact on the floor is because of his energy and his willingness to lay out there and, and give his body for for anything go for any loose ball and Aaron e. Smith has been that guy and slowly becoming more of a energy guy that I'm, I'm really falling in love with just his his willingness to do whatever it is to to try a win whether it's diving on the floor for a, a ball or crashing the offensive board and, and getting his team a second opportunity so despite his shooting woes tonight I appreciated Aaron Neesmith's 14 minutes of energy and thought he did a good job of exercising that um, minutes by by bringing a lot of effort. The 11:32 mark of the second quarter, Tatum had a beautiful spinoff in the post. I'm talking he he caught the the ball probably about eight eight feet out from the rim on baseline and just took it. An easy spin, shook the defender right away, and, and went up with a two-handed flush. Beautiful move by Jason Tatum, and, and really he was in his bag of tricks. He was making the Bucks guess the whole time when guarding him. They didn't know if he was going to spin off and go to the rim or he was going to spin away and fade and hit a, a jump shot. He was good at moving away from, w- without the ball. Um, just good things from Tatum tonight. Also, second quarter, Celtics doing a great job of just attacking the rim. They really got after the rim. Celtics are at best when they're trying to find looks and that are starting in the paint. Even if they're not taking them at the rim, just driving and penetration before you kick it out to the perimeter. And I think they did a really good job tonight. They ended up, you know, creeping slowly, and and next thing you know, they ended up taking advantage and, and hitting a lot of threes tonight because they were more open than they are normally, especially when you just have a guy is going with the pick and roll and, and really being stagnant. Uh, Boston was uh, was doing a pretty good job on Giannis as well. Giannis had a, a difficult time getting comfortable. He had moments where he was effective, and ultimately he shot 50% from the field, which you're thinking, oh, shoot, you know, Giannis... 50% from the field probably killed us. Well, he only had 16 points. He had eight rebounds and five assists. So I felt like the, the Celtics really limited his abilities on what he can do. And they really made it hard and, and for him to, to get to where he wanted to and made him really work hard for anything he was trying to get. Uh, thought a lot of players did a good job of just staying shoulders to shoulders with him, not really being overly aggressive and, and picking up stupid fouls or letting him get to the line easily. They weren't letting him bully him. The help defense came over, were swiping at him, making it difficult on him, forcing the ball out of his hands quicker. And when he 
wasn't in the post. They gave him just enough breathing space to fill, you know, kind of bait him into taking those jump shots. When it comes to Giannis, man, and you're going against this Bucks team, he's the worst shooter most of the time on the floor. So baiting him into taking jump shots is a win. Even if he's hitting them, that's the shot. That's the best shot for a defense to let up in the situation when playing the box is a Giannis jump shot. And until he's able to improve that, then that's the shot that you're going to have to live with consistently and hope that you are going to be able to do enough to stop the rest of his teammates from hitting open shots and you make enough shots to counter him. 616 mark, uh, Taco connects on an alley pass from Jalen Brown. Just thought it was a good little connect in the brief time that Taco Fall was on the court. Wanted to give Taco a shout-out. You know, why not? It, it was a very generous day Friday. Thought we'd, we'd let Taco have a little highlight there. So, yeah, um, love seeing, you know, Jalen Brown always seems to be on the other ends of alley-oops where he's he's tossing it up. He had a alley-oop finish later on in the game with Tatum on a break where didn't finish in a dunk, but finished in a nice layup uh, alley-oop. So that, that's what um, happened earlier or later in the game. <clears throat> Boston also finished the second quarter strong on both sides of the ball. I thought they did good defensively. They were locked in, and, and then offensively they were hitting their shots finally, just getting everything to drop. It, it didn't seem like they could really miss. Rob Williams going into halftime had quite the stat line in his start. You see, he had two steals, six rebounds, five assists, four blocks. He had zero points at half, 16 minutes. So the points wasn't concerning. I mean, he, he had four blocks, two steals, five assists, and six rebounds. I'm going to tell you why the five assists are impressive um, in 16 minutes. This is his first start of the season. Tristan Thompson's season-high assist is three. Rob had five at half in 16 minutes in his first star of the season. So I think where Robert Williams is going to be undoubtedly, I believe, the the favorite to start most nights moving forward, even when Thompson comes back. Now, Brad did say that like there's no definite on who is the guaranteed starter, so it sounds like it's going to be a night-to-night basis type situation. Also, I just think Brad Stevens doesn't want to overwork Rob Williams, and uh, I think the minutes were a clear indication of that tonight. To whereas uh, Rob Rob Williams uh, had 27 minutes, he'd even top his uh, points uh, or his minutes cap this season. He had another game where he had more minutes. So, uh, But they also didn't need him for a lot of these stretches because Boston really took control of the game and, and went up as much as 25 in this one. But, yeah, Robert Williams was was amazing tonight. And I'll, I'll dive in more, more situations as far as Rob Williams goes in the final thoughts after I go over all these good stuffs that I have. Um, Celtics coming out of the, the halftime, man. They swung. They swung hard. That's when they started hitting haymakers. They were just not able to miss. The Rob Williams has been spectacular while Tatum's just was having one of those nights. Um, I thought Rob Williams was good at offensive class and creating havoc and, and being a real vocal leader 
on the defensive anchor side and Jason Tatum was in his bag man it just it was one of those nights where it's like wasn't just like one good Tatum um, quarter it was multiple and it just kept going and going you're just like Jesus he was hitting everything um, he could pretty much look at he had a moment where he went back to the locker room hallway and then had his left knee checked out briefly but he he returned shortly after and, and looked fine and and had a good lift under his legs so I don't take anything big from that situation uh smart had he had a weird game smart was uh in a stat sheet so let's see what let's pull this up real quick sorry um eight of 15 from the field and you go that's really good you know 23 points but the crazy thing is eight of his seven makes, or, se- or sorry, seven of his eight makes were from deep. That means he missed he missed majority of his shots from the rim. Like almost all of his shots at the rim didn't make him. Don't know why. It was the weirdest thing. It was, he was missing layups but was hitting every single three-pointer. He was seven of ten from downtown. He was hitting ridiculous shots. I'm talking... Hand in his face didn't matter. Got open to didn't matter. Wop wop. But then uh, you know was driving and and there was contact there and and couldn't finish. You know it was just one of those nights where he just couldn't finish at the rim. He also had eight rebounds. Was second in the team in rebounds, behind Robert Williams who had nine. He had three assists himself and it was actually the second least amount of assists out of the starting five tonight because Tatum was seven, Robert Williams was six, Walker had five, and, and Brown had two. Brown had a relatively quiet night. Oh, he was 6 of 15, 4 of 9 from deep, 18 points. Wasn't like he was bad or anything. He was just he was just a night where everybody else kind of had it going on uh as far as Smart and Tatum carrying majority of the load and and you know, he had Walker chip in in the beginning be, by being hot. And Brown also chipping in and it was just a one of those nights where it's like you didn't need the production from Brown as much as you normally would have, which is nice to give them kind of like a night off uh, as far as that go because they have a back-to-back and, and you know that you're not going to have Kemba Walker tomorrow night, so Brown only playing 30 minutes and, and Tatum getting only 33 minutes. It's nice to see them in the low 30s rather being in the high 30s where they have been most of the season. So just nice to get them some rest when you can, and especially in a game where it's against a, a very strong opponent, and most of the times you wouldn't be able to get a lot of rest against a stronger opponent. Uh, Boston was 9 of 14 from 3 in that third quarter. They that's they blew the game open. That's where they won the game. That third quarter was ridiculous. I'm going to pull up uh, the quarters. Uh how many points per quarter here? Yeah, so the Celtics' first quarter had 32. Second quarter had 28 points. And the third quarter, they had 43. 43 points in one quarter. That's the most so far this season. The previous uh, most before that was 5 points less of 38. So, <clears throat> just blew the cap off. I don't think they really missed much shots in that quarter. I think they shot like almost 73% from the field. So they they really threw in their the reserves pretty much played the whole fourth quarter in in a sense. Uh Kemba Walker had a little bit more minutes in the fourth quarter just because I think he doesn't play back to backs. 
So it's more of like throw them out there, make get them get them around that thirty minute mark, just get keep them fresh and everything, and then he's sitting out tomorrow night, uh, most likely because he has been sitting out most back to backs. And then yeah, uh, they they threw in the the bench unit. Bench unit only scored mm, nineteen points in that fourth quarter. We got a little action of uh, Moritz Wagner siding in that fourth quarter early on around the nine minute mark and then his first shot goes down around the 744 mark if you guys want to go back and and see um the new addition wagner um end up in that fourth quarter as he he connected on a three in almost the same exact spot that daniel tice missed the potential game winning three-pointer uh two nights prior so just just kind of a crazy crazy position of where he hit it and I think that was his only bucket of the night too. He had a couple good moves in the game, just didn't hit up hit most of his shots. He just he's not the greatest player, but you know he hit that three. Yeah, that was his first shot and only shot. Uh, he was one of four in the fourth quarter. He got end up getting playing ten minutes. So he yeah he had a he had quite an impressive dribble spin move, uh, but he just put way too much sauce on the on the finish and just couldn't couldn't get it to go. But yeah, man, Tatum, 13 of 18 from the field. Smart was 8 of 15. Walker, 6 of 16. Brown, 6 of 15. Just an overall um, good group win from the top five players on the team. Or, sorry, top four players on the team. uh, Coming together and and really having themselves a ball game. And some final thoughts here. I I wanted to talk about Daniel, uh, not Daniel Tice, Will. I will be talking about Daniel Tice, but more so Time Lord starting in his first career start. I thought he brought a different element to the Celtics. It was almost like having that lob threat really drew part of the defense to the middle and opened up a lot more spacing. Even though Robert Williams can't shoot, his threat at the rim is so high that defenses have to draw back and respect it. And it really puts a lot of pressure because it's harder to come up on shooters and defend when it's like you got Rob Williams driving down the lane. And it's like, oh, I have to back up to prevent an easy alley-oop because an alley-oop is definitely going to be a higher percentage look than a jump shot. So they, I think the Celtics have a, a situation where they can really work with when it comes to Robert Williams. I think he opens up a lot for them, and his athletic ability is a threat, and he's definitely a, a big-time guy at the rim. Also thought he did a lot of good things defensively tonight. I mean, the man finished with five blocks, only two fouls. He had the second-highest plus-minus of 19 behind Marcus Smart, who had plus 20. He just did a little bit of everything. Two steals, great. Six assists, awesome. Nine rebounds, three of them offensive, perfect. You know, he was three of five from the field, had seven points, didn't need him to do a lot of scoring. Just need him to be a threat, you know, and, and when the make him make the defense pay when they decide to pressure up on the shooters too much and then allowing a the shooter to throw it over the head of the defender and, and really getting those easy alley-oop dunks in. So I, I thought Boston did a, an amazing job at just assuring that they were taking advantage of of the threat of Robert Williams 
and Robert Williams had had himself a game, man. I thought it was a great game for his first start of the season. He looked amazing. Um, not sure why he still didn't hit over the thirty minute mark, but yeah, I it was it was just a overall you know round of applause to the Time Lord. I'm looking forward to seeing what else the Time Lord has left in him to uh, to show us and and watching his progress as he grows throughout the rest of the season. Wanted to go into some of the new Celtics on the way, you know, in and, and how some of them went on the way out. Uh, also, Jason Tatum had an extremely close relationship. Uh, he even stated, uh, said, super, super close to Javante Green that was tough to see him traded. Tatum said he didn't see that one coming. Um, just just tough, you know, that's, that's part of the business as far as the NBA goes. And um, I just thought... That was just a you know interesting thing. I didn't realize how close um, Jason Tatum was with uh, Javante Green, but apparently they were like best of friends and, and probably was his number one friend on the team. So I mean that that's gotta hurt Tatum in a way. But it was nice to see Tatum come out and respond in a in a very big way as far as production wise goes. Um, Robert Williams also said Tice was his big brother. Said anytime he was down, Tice was there to support him. So good to see that. Robert, Robert Williams also said first start of the season, he said he felt like he did what I was supposed to do. Um, I feel like I generated a lot of energy for my teammates. Uh, absolutely. I thought he did too. Um, definitely uh, put an extra jolt like a lightning bolt into that starting lineup, allowing the Celtics to to really uh, come out swinging and, and get a big-time win tonight, a, a win that I felt the Celtics really need um, as far as how the season has been going, a, a big turnaround. And also uh, a little insight that we got we got help on the way, guys. Uh, Fournier from the Orlando Magic was is coming to Boston for uh, two second-round picks and going into that TPE. It's gonna be uh fun to see him and and Wagner as well uh, came came from the Chicago trade where Daniel Tice was headed to Chicago. I just want to say that the you know it was a appreciation to have Daniel Tice on this team and I enjoyed the time he spent with the Boston Celtics, but I also understand the move for Daniel Tice was really on a on that one year you know deal where he was on a five million dollars on this contract and it was ending at the end of the year i don't think the celtics were going to have the money to pay him and his contract moving his contract made sense because it prevented the celtics from paying the luxury tax which would have made the team really expensive moving forward and harder to go out and get people or pay people so by trading daniel tice it was a good move for the future and i am all in for you know, trusting in what Danny Ainge is doing as far as the front office goes. I know a lot of people were probably expecting super big haul in this trade deadline, but I was very shocked that we didn't get Aaron Gordon and we got Fournier instead, but I'm also not mad about it because I think Fournier could be a player that we potentially are able to retain and get back next year. And if that is the case, I like the addition. And even more so, like I'm, I'm wondering what he can bring to us this year, and as far as grow with this team, I want, I'm excited to. Sorry, I'm really excited to see the 
the way he fits into the scheme and, and having a guy who is a 19 points per game scorer is going to uplift uh, the bench unit especially. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for for the new guys to come in, especially Fournier. Um, so we also traded away Jeff Teague in the Orlando deal. Um, he's probably going to get waived, but no more Jeff Teague, no more Daniel Tice. Welcoming Wagner and um, Fournier. Also wanted to talk on. Uh, we're. I'm gonna end up doing a bonus show tomorrow, potentially with a, a surprise guest. So look forward to doing that, and we'll, we're actually gonna go into more of the details of of some of the trade deadlines stuff and kind of where the season's at as far as Boston Celtics are going right now. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for you know what what the future holds for the Celtics team. I'm hoping that this game tonight was a a big turning point as far as how they're going to play and I'm hoping to see a lot more energy out of them. But before we wrap things up, please go and give the show a follow at Hoopball Celtics on Twitter. Hit the subscribe button, rate and review. You can find me on Twitter as well at Ball and Opinions as B A L L I N O P I N I O N S. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys next episode on the Football Celtics Podcast. Later.